Well, hello. Welcome to Midlife State of Mind, the show for that middle section of your life, the one that comes after you've raised yourself, your kids, and the rim on your rose-colored glasses. I'm your host, Erin Beadle. And I'm your host, Alicia Jessness, and we're so excited for you to join us as we talk about all the weird and wonderful ways things change as you navigate midlife, the state of mind, that is. Well, hello. Hello. Hey. Hi. We're back. Hi. Hope everybody's well. Yeah, thanks for joining us. Yes, definitely. Welcome, welcome. We are so excited about this next couple episodes. Do you want to give us a We are. Listen, preview. The next couple weeks we're gonna be talking about vaginas, ladies. So get out your hand mirrors. I call it the care and feeding of your vagina. That's right. The care (laughs) and feeding of your Pikachu. Pikachu. Yeah. Of your Pikachu. So um so we're gonna talk about uh we're basically going to talk about designer vaginas and why pee when I sneeze why do we pee when we sneeze or jump on a trampoline or (laughs) so I mean I think this is a a challenge that a lot of women face we it's it's something that's kind of you know it's embarrassing and it's but it's also completely natural and 75% of women who have gone through childbirth experience okay but True story. You don't have to have had kids to have this problem. Yeah, and that's, I mean it is that's something that you told me that I was not aware of. I always re- associated it with childbirth and did not realize that even women who have not had children have this issue. Yes, because as we age and we our our um, hormones, you know, change. We mm-hmm. we mm-hmm. talked in our last or couple episodes ago about menopause and the right. change, the drop in estrogen. Um, estrogen plays a big role in um, your elasticity of your tissues. Okay, especially in your vagina, and okay. as you lose estrogen, that's why you have issues with um, it. Makes your tissues shrink. Right. And you also lose lubrication. Um, right. And so that's why there's lots of, um, you know, women who have issues with like lubrication as we as after they go through menopause. So the reason I wanted to, to do this episode, the why do we pee? pee yes, it's because it's something that I know that I it's 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 something that happens to so many women. And just in the last couple of years, I've realized more and more women have this problem. And, you know, when I looked up the statistics, I'm not the research person, but I did look up some information about this. It was only 20% of women who are diagnosed with a prolapsed bladder actually have surgery to fix it. So that usually doesn't work. So that means 80% of women who have this issue are walking around having this issue and nobody talks about it. Okay, so... Let me kind of qualify a couple things. Um, I actually am a yoga therapist, have done um, a couple of trainings in pelvic floor through the ages, right? pelvic floor, and really your pelvic floor is the key to bladder control. Right. Um, And so let me give you a visual. So I'll paint a picture. So your pelvic floor is a sling of muscles that attaches from one side of your pelvis to the other at the base. And when you are 25, your pelvic floor is the width 
of six pieces of tissue paper. So it's not, it's not, you don't have a, a great sling going on well, to I begin with. Well, I mean, it's with. like, you know, it's just like, yeah, six, if you put together six, if you layered six pieces of tissue paper, mm-hmm. that's not going to bear a, a lot, of, lot weight, of weight, right? right? Okay. So when you're 65, it's the width of two pieces of tissue paper who have been crumpled up and then tried to lay flat. So it's like you, it's whether, no matter where or what has happened in your vagina, to your vagina, to your, in that area, it's going. Like given birth or not, it's going to. It's going to deteriorate. It's going to deteriorate. And part of that is because of estrogen. Um, It's also because of gravity, probably, because, you know, you think your, your pelvic floor is what holds up all your organs. Right. That are in your abdomen, you know, in your abdomen, your abdominal cavity. Um, so it bears a lot of weight. Think about like your, think about how much, um, and intestines you have. Yeah. Like if you laid them, laid your intestines out, what it's the length of a football field or something. Is that what it is? I don't know. I don't remember. And then if you have a bunch of poop in there. Yeah. If you're not using the bathroom all the time. Well, and that's, that's also a major problem for, yes. it's, it's a well, challenge. Well, that's called a rectocil, which mm-hmm. I'll tell you a little bit about. But, um, so when you have, um. When you start to like go through menopause, um, which whether you've had kids or not, but obviously if you've had kids, then you've had a lot more, you've, you put a lot more pressure, a lot more wear and tear yes. on the area. Yes. Um, so it starts to just thin out mm-hmm. and your, um, pelvic floor is, is, um, the, the, the thing that connects it to the base of your pelvis is called the archaeate tendon. And, it, and it, so it goes around the whole circumference of that. I love this. It's like a science lesson. Pelvic floor. Okay. So you have this really cool pulley system. Okay. So first off, let's let's address Kegels. Everybody's probably thinking, oh, she's going to tell us to do Kegels. Is it Kegel or Kegel? So that is the question. <laughs> because it's like Kegel. I say Kegel, but I've heard Kegel. It's a Kegel. And I'm like, no, I think it's a Kegel. What do you say? Cuisine. Yeah, exactly. I'm like... Cuisine. Yeah. Cuisine. Quaffed. Cuisine. We got some feedback. Uh, Thank you, Katie, by the way, for uh, looking that up for us and and confirming that we were saying it right, Katie Wise. What is it? Giving you a shout out. It's quaffed. It's quaffed. Yeah. Quaffed does not sound like a word. I'm sorry. I mean... It's, I mean, that's why why I don't use it. I refuse to use that word. (laughs) There are lots of words that don't sound like words, but that's, that's what it is. So thanks Katie for that. I appreciate it. Yes. Thank you. Um, well maybe she can weigh in on Kegel Kegel. Yeah. Let's, you you want to be our vocat, you want to be our pronunciation (laughs) specialist. (laughs) I'm going to message her and she's going to die. She'll (laughs) like, which one is it? Kegel Kegel. Um, but Kegels are just where you tighten your perineum. And so what can happen over time is that your perineum. Tell me what the perineum is and the what perineum role it plays. is the space between your vagina and your rectum. Okay. Okay. So it's that little. Is some, it the taint? <laughs> is it the taint? Okay, ladies. That's so it's the taint. But a taint is a guy thing, I think. Mm, I don't think so. Is it? Yes. Okay. It taint right. the balls. It taint the bottom. Yeah. Okay. The, the, well, I, I've never heard it called a taint on a woman. All right. Okay. We're going to go with that. I, I, I just have never. It's a perineum. All right. Okay. <laughs> but first, let me back up. Let me let me back up really quickly. I, um, I would be willing to bet, though, that a lot of listeners don't know the vocabulary term perineum. Maybe. Okay. 
so it's the place that's like not your vagina mm-hmm. and not your butthole. Mm-hmm. It's in between. Yes, yeah, that little piece of skin. So it is the it is the portion where you get your episiotomy if yes. you're going to have one. Yes. yes. Oh, hey, I also wanted to say real quick, like we were talking about women peeing. The reason men, do you know why men don't have it, have the, um, because they can have pelvic floor issues, is because they have a long urethra. The pee doesn't just dribble out. Oh, interesting. Okay. Well, that you makes know? sense. Yeah. Their members on the outside. Ours is you know, right. right there. Our, we have a very short urethra, which mm-hmm. is why women get UTIs much mm-hmm. more frequently than men. Makes perfect sense. Because the bacteria can just enter. It's a very short space to get up into our bodies. Men, it's like depending on their size sure could be an inch could be a couple <laughs> I don't know <laughs> we won't go there okay oh we'll so, probably go there just not today <laughs> just not today okay so so let me just really quickly just take it to breathing okay okay so do you know so your pelvic floor is a diaphragm it's your pelvic diaphragm but you right. know you have a breathing diaphragm correct so those two diaphragms work in conjunction or they should Okay. Okay. So if you're a person that does a lot of Kegels and you tighten your perineum, then what can happen is you can get so tight down there that you get weak. So when you breathe in. So that logically doesn't make sense to me. You're going to have to elaborate. I know. I will. Just Mm -hmm. let me, let me stick with my train of thought. So when you breathe in, your, your breathing diaphragm drops it. You would think like, oh, like you feel like. It, it, it seems backwards, but your breathing diaphragm moves down into your abdom into your I keep wanting to say abdominal, but into your abdomen, abdomen. Right, pushes all those organs down. Your pelvic floor releases down towards the ground. So it's making room for the air. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, no. What your lungs your, have no elastic. Like your lungs do not draw air into your body. Your diaphragm does. It's right, so it's pushing the, everything down to make room for the air. Yes, it's pulling in the air from the outside, mm-hmm. from the outside into the lungs, right? So the diaphragm pushes down. So it's like it's up like a like a, a rainbow, mm-hmm. and then it becomes like a W or a U, a U, not a W. I know that what would you be really weird if it was a W, wouldn't <laughs> it? <laughs> you have a, like a wonky um, diaphragm. Right. So it becomes a U, <clears throat> and so your pelvic floor... Your pelvic diaphragm does the same thing. Okay. Okay. Then okay, when you, now it makes sense. When you exhale, your diaphragm moves back up into place and it becomes a rainbow. All your organs move back up and then your pelvic diaphragm comes back up. So when you're at rest, it's like two rainbows. And when you're in the act of inhaling. It's like two U's. It's like two U's, right? So it's this, it should work in conjunction. So here's what I want to know. Okay. So you you see it and you hear it all the time that there are, you sh- everyone should be doing Kegels all the time. You should be doing them when you're in the grocery no. store line. You should be doing, and you're saying, which is very new information to me, that I'll that tell is you what not you're supposed to be doing. Yeah. So here's what you do. When you inhale, relax your pelvic floor, breathe in deeply, feel like you're almost like not pushing out a baby, but like, like a fullness in your, in your in your vagina. Mm-hmm. Then as you exhale, imagine lifting up from the inside, not your perineum. That should stay soft. You shouldn't clench your butt cheeks. Your diaphragm is up. Okay. But I'm going to give you an even better thing to do. But first. So let me ask you. Okay. So we're talking. So Kegels are, are bad. 
basically yes. is what you're saying. Yeah. So what about those tools that you see to like do the yoni eggs? Yeah. No. Mm. Yes or no. They can lead to pelvic <clears throat> dysfunction. I mean, this this episode really, guys, was Erin told me that she was educated on this subject. And I said, I want to do a whole episode on it because I think so many women have this issue and they don't understand why. And lots of insurances won't pay for the surgery until you're basically peeing your pants all the time when you walk around. So before you ever consider surgery, let me just go ahead and say right now. Find yourself a PT, a physical therapist who specializes in pelvic floor. See, I didn't even know that Most was a thing. Most of them are women. Mm-hmm. In the UK and other countries, when women have babies, they automatically see a I PT know. for pelvic floor rehab. Or actually, I didn't know. But when she told me that, you guys, I'm telling you, I was floored. And then I came home from our first recording session and Googled this, and I was absolutely floored with the fact that this is not common knowledge and I even asked a couple friends I was like have you ever heard of this do you pee when you jump on a trampoline and of course almost everyone our age says yes when I sneeze or I when don't I, well you don't As I do because you've known this My you've, exercise you've had this knowledge but a lot of people that I know have this issue it's, and don't know how to solve it and did not even know, like myself here I'm 45 years old I've expressed this issue to several physicians in my, you know, healthcare continuum uh, over the years, and no one has ever suggested. Well, they say, "Oh, yeah, that's normal." A pelvic floor. Yeah, what do you call a baby? What's it called? Your pelvic floor. No, no, no. The therapist. Oh, just a, a, a PT, just a physical therapist that deals with pelvic floor. No, no, none of the physicians that I've mentioned this problem to have ever suggested that I see a pelvic floor therapist. Yes, they you have should. all suggested surgery, however. And a sling. I mean, there's been the mesh. I mean, like. You've seen the lawsuits. We've all seen the commercials. Like surgery should be your last option. You should Mm -hmm. absolutely do pelvic floor rehab with a pelvic floor specialist. So let me ask you this, and you may not know, but um, does insurance pay for this? Is this something? Well, in the state of Georgia, you don't need, um, and I don't know about other states, but in the state of Georgia, you can see a physical therapist without seeing a doctor. But will insurance pay for it? Yeah, they'll pay for, yeah, it's just like going to PT if you had a broken shoulder. Okay. I mean, like, you know, a frozen shoulder or if you had, like, you know, a knee issue. So why are doctors not recommending this? That is my biggest question. Because they, I mean, I I mean, it's like four women that have this issue. Four women that I know personally and intimately, not, I don't mean sexually intimately, but like people that I no, know that well. that you just know well. And, and all four of these women, we've all kind of giggled about having this issue and none of their physicians have ever recommended that they well, see. Well, it's just like, which I meant to hour. talk about um, in our episode on menopause, temporary crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, if you go to menopause.org, and yeah. it's going to be in the notes from the other episode, but it's why, why do women, why are only one in five women in the U.S. referred to a menopause specialist when they're suffering from hot flashes? It's bananas to me. Do- your doctor says, oh, yeah, it's just, it's like, oh, deal with it. It's a hot flash. You know, it's like just there are of, people who can yeah. help you manage symptoms and or help so you. So what's the website? Menopause dot org menopause.org that's and it helps simple. you find a menopause um, practitioner okay in your so area. now can we find a pelvic floor therapist? you can just google in your area like look up um, physical therapist pelvic floor rehab and you can find one um, I don't know of a like a um, database that you can Something go specific and yeah for that. like for specific 
specific. But so, okay, so we talked about breathing, the diaphragms, mm-hmm. how they work in conjunction. But then, so let's go back to the pelvic floor, that archaeate tendon that's mm-hmm. gone, gone around there, okay? So you have um, six hip rotators, very okay. tiny, okay? One of which is called the obturator internus, okay? okay. This little guy, when you... Um, which, oh, let me tell y'all something really fascinating about kids and and urinary continence. Okay. Do you know why babies aren't potty trained? Why? Because they don't walk. You have, and that's why a lot of times people in wheelchairs. Interesting. Don't have pelvic, don't have bladder control. Right. Because it's the um, internal and external rotation of your femurs and this obturator internus mm-hmm. that actually are using a pulley system to pull that vessel the up. pelvic floor up and strengthen it i love how much you know about this yeah it's crazy i mean it's like f- our bodies are freaking amazing i'm like every time i think about our bodies and yeah. just the way they work it's crazy so your obturator internus um when you externally rotate so like let's say if you sat on your bottom with your legs straight out in front of you mm-hmm. okay i'm gonna test this right now okay so sit with your legs out and so and then okay I'm doing it okay so your toe your big toes are pointed to 12 o'clock right yes okay so this is neutral okay got it right so let's move to the next position okay so (laughs) inhale to 10 and 2 your big toes go to 10 and 2 just an inhale to 10 and 2 okay as you exhale bring them back past 12 o'clock and squeeze your big toes together okay on the inhale on the exhale Inhale, 10 and 2. Exhale to 12 and press the toes together. She's breathing into okay. the microphone. I'm sorry. I don't mean for this to sound like a uh, 900 line. <laughs> I just, I really want to test these theories. So, yes. okay. All right. So, so and you can do again. this. A good way to do this is laying on your, like, l- like laying on your floor, put your legs up the wall. So you're, you're reversing gravity on your pelvic floor. You're taking all of the weight of your abdomen. Okay. So tell me what's happening when I'm doing this. When I'm When inhaling. you're inhaling to 10 and 2, your, your femurs are externally rotating in your hip hip got it right mm-hmm. so it's like ballet we yes. talked about ballet whatever that is i don't know first position i don't know what it is either okay and and the archaeate tendon or excuse me the obturator internus is like basically lifting your pelvic floor up it's like w- via this pulley system using the archaeate so it's, tendon. Yes, it's like all it's stretching with nerves. You're and pointing out, so you're it's it's putting more tension on the line. Like if you're yeah, in it's pulling war, it up, it's pulling it up, mm-hmm. and then when you're exhaling, you're coming back. You're relieving it's the tension yes, on the line, yes. and so it's coming back down. Good analogy. Okay. Yes. Like seriously, I think I just learned more about my my ab about. Ab, 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 about ab, why about why I pee when I sneeze yes. <laughs> than I've learned in every doctor's appointment I've ever had and there have been quite a few yes well you can take even a small like you can buy those balls at the dollar store mm-hmm. um they're they're like uh, like hand size mm-hmm. soft right not, not like, like a, a stress hard ball? ball you could use a stress ball or you could use a roll rolled up um hand towel okay put it between your knees mm-hmm. and you squeeze that well when you squeeze so have you ever seen a kid who has to pee mm-hmm. 
Oh, uh, you did the potty dance? Are we talking about the potty dance? Yeah, or they'll squeeze their knees together. Mm-hmm. Because when you do that, you basically are sending an innervation through the nerves up and stimulating your pubic symphysis. And it's causing your pelvic floor to rise up to like help bring the pressure because the bladder then is like, you know, like weighing down when it's filled with urine. Right. And so it's like lifting it up. Yeah. The other thing, so um, so ten and two. So if you Google roll for control, okay, yeah, tell me about this. I came home and Googled it, but I already forgot. Yeah. So there's lots of exercises. There's Judith Do you know Holm because I knew you were going to tell me all yeah, this. Yeah, she wrote a book <laughs> on the pelvic rotator cuff. What's her name again? Judith Hulm, H U L M E. She's like PhD, I think. Um, physiotherapist maybe is what she's called. All right, we'll link to her book yeah, in the notes. Yeah, look, look, look it up because um, I could be like completely wrong on what she is. I read the book, The Pelvic mm-hmm. Rotator Cuff. And so you basically, so that's why kids, so babies, because they aren't walking and they're not doing the internal, so every time you walk, mm-hmm. and I'm going to tell you another fascinating fact, every time you walk, you're internally and externally rotating. Okay. You're working that archaeate tendon right. that pulley system, your pelvic floor integrity, right? You're okay. working it. Um, so before kids walk, they can't get potty trained because they haven't strengthened that. The, those muscles are, are not being activated right. yet. Right. So this is why if you, so babies have urinary incontinence Old people have urinary incontinence because think about an older person mm-hmm. when they start to get unsteady on their feet. What do they do? They remain they stationary more often. Oh, they shuffle. oh, yeah. Okay. So they shuffle. They don't pick their feet up. They aren't doing the big, like their their gait changes. Their stride yes. changes, and it's yeah. like this instead of like external rotation, internal rotation. Like every time you bring a leg forward. You're slightly externally rotating it. Okay. Okay. And Which the, is and the, and the standing that. leg is internally rotating. And so it's providing support and yeah. then not providing. And then yeah. it's so you're tension working. And yes, tension yeah. and release, tension mm-hmm. and release. And so Kegels, all they're doing is making your pelvic floor tight. I mean, excuse me, your perineum tight. So you're okay. not really working your per- your pelvic floor, you're just working your perineum. Okay. Which can lead to painful sex. It can lead to like, you know, tightness. So you're basically tightening the ring on the outside, but not strengthening the muscle on the inside. Yes. Or you're just strengthening like, yeah, the, the, your base of your body. Like, um, you're not working the actual pelvic floor. You're skipping leg day of the vagina. Yes. Thank you. (laughs) Never skip leg day. Never skip leg day. Like you end up with little... Uh, big upper body chicken legs we've all seen the man at the gym that skips leg day and you're like you see him across the room and he's like you know got his muscle tank on and you're like oh wow he's got a pretty nice body and then he walks over you know walks walks from behind the machine and you see the little two little chicken legs legs. yeah you're like "Mm, yeah no yeah don't don't skip leg day like don't skip leg day on your vagina exactly yeah so <laughs> so that is basically um why you pee when you sneeze because your pelvic floor has gotten weak and it's going to be weak because of the estrogen loss right childbirth gravity all the things but the 
cool thing that you can do is before you go to bed at night, you can lay in your bed. Mm-hmm. You could. So this is how we fix it. We're going to get yes. into how we fix it. Okay, well, roll let's for hear control. It. So right. you could lay in your bed or you could lay on your floor and put your legs up on your bed mm-hmm. like and have them supported. Okay. But have them straight. So toes at 10 and 2. I mean, toes at 12. Inhale to 10 and 2. Exhale, squeeze legs. You could put a, a ball between your knees or between your thighs. You could put a roll up. Um, so the point is, though, when you're doing this, you want your knees to remain together. Well, you want no... No, your knees turn out as you turn out. So it's not just your feet turning out. It's got to be your hips. But like the feet are just the markers. Okay, gotcha. So like you don't just want to turn at your ankle. You want your whole leg to turn out. So where does the ball come into play? So if you put it between your thighs, you squeeze it. Oh, between your thighs. It just gives you something to like. I thought you said between your knees. And I was like, how is that possible? Between your knees or your thighs. I mean, like, I just mean, I'm not always super specific on my landmark. (laughs) I'm like those two places the thing between you know right because if I'm trying to hold a ball between my knees I can't rotate my feet out yeah because you'll just release the tension on the ball but you're laying on you're either on the ground and the ball like so it's just a landmark of something to squeeze gotcha okay just and that way if you have knobby knees you're not like resting your you're not rubbing your knees together okay you know so before you go to bed at night you could just lay in your bed and do this, like sit up with your legs out. Mm-hmm. You can lay on your back and t- put your legs up in the air and th- take gravity off of your pelvic floor so it has a chance to like actually work. Yeah, like independently it, like, rest. from the rest yes, of your body. Yes, without weight on it. Mm-hmm. It's like your your the intra abdominal pressure right. pressing down. Um, and so you can do 10 of those at night, squeeze your knees. And it basically, um, with, you know, the role for control, you're using the architect and the pulley system, but you're also um, squeezing and, and making your pubic symphysis activate, which also causes this like it basic, contraction. Yeah, contraction, and it like basically signals to your bladder. The other kind of interesting thing is that because I'm bad about this and you are too, because we record together and we one of us has to pee and then the other one has to pee. <laughs> it's true. Is that when you pee, your bladder, you should pee for 20 seconds. Really? If you're peeing any less than 20 seconds, you're peeing too frequently. And frequency is just Ooh. a sensation. You have to learn. So I know you, you have to train your bladder. You have to train your I bladder. So when you get just a tiny bit of tinkle in it and then you pee, you're training your bladder to only accept that tiny bit of tinkle each time. I did not know that. Yeah. So, but then it's they like training you, a dog. It but then they a, all, well, yeah, we know that about training a dog. But then they also tell you though, like not to hold it too long because it can damage your bladder. So tell me, what's oh, what's the I mean, real you have deal to with hold that? it for hours to damage your bladder? Think about people okay. that do surgery. Doctors, they're in an eight-hour surgery. They may hold it for eight hours. See, that's that's just bananas to me. I can't go sixty minutes. Yeah, you should be able to go a couple hours. I can't. That's crazy. You're going to train your bladder and we're going to see. Well, it's been years since I... So, okay. So, if I start to do these exercises... Roll for control, but you have to be consistent. That's what I'm saying. So, how long do I have to do this before I'm going to see improvement? I mean, I'm going to start doing it today until infinity, but... Well, I mean, if I could tell you that, I would be a freaking millionaire because Mm -hmm. I'd be able to do it for four weeks and then you're going to see an improvement. Okay, take a guess. I'd say a couple weeks. Okay. Like my mom does it 
And what it helped her do is go from getting up to pee twice during the night. If she does it consistently, she'll only get up and pee one time. Jerry from my gym, mm-hmm. he does it, and it's helped him because he has, like, you know. Prostate issues. Prostate. Mm-hmm. He's 80 mm-hmm. or almost 78 or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's helped him with his nighttime um, nocturnal you know urination yes Uh, I'll tell you something kind of personal and there may be other people out there who can relate to this which is what made me want to say it out loud is so (laughs) I take no I'm serious though so I take medication for sleeping Mm -hmm. and I would say it helps me sleep it 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 improves my ability to sleep by about 60 Mm percent but let me tell you what it does do it shuts down my central nervous system so that I don't have to get up and pee every 60 minutes because the nighttime hours when I'm sleeping is the longest that my body goes without going without having to go and so I believe that it's I've been taking this medication now for years and I really take it it's like 60 40 60 percent to help me sleep but it doesn't always work for that but what it does is it shuts my central nervous system so you don't have to get and pee all the time long enough for me to yeah so yes. well so see you can I'll, go a long time without peeing so I'll be interested to see if hmm I've been wanting to wean off that medication forever which you already know because um, I think that just taking any medication long term unless it's absolutely medically necessary isn't healthy yeah we like all insulin know that. you don't I mean, unless you can, like, reverse your diabetes. Right. You don't just, like, oh, I'm tired of taking my insulin. I'm going to take a break from it. Right. You know? But this medication I've been taking for a really long time, and I cannot sleep without it. But part of the reason is I cannot sleep to... without it is because I have to get up every 60 minutes right. to go to the bathroom. Right. So I'm very curious to see. You can train your bladder. I mean, it may take a while. And mm-hmm. here's the thing about, like, with anything. It's like working out, you know. Your results are not immediate. And right. so then people give up. Oh, it didn't work. You know, I'm not going to do it Oh, anymore. no, this is, a, this, is a, this is something I, I would be willing to go to the gym three times a day to solve this problem. Yeah. It's been an issue for me for so long that... Well, I, my family jokes, and I've gotten better. I can hold it for a lot longer if I need to. I so when you when you first feel that sensation to pee, mm-hmm. like let's say we're doing a our podcast, and you feel that sensation to pee, squeeze your knees together, squeeze, hold it for a few seconds, okay, and it will make that sensation dissipate for a little while so squeeze your knees together do your legs have to be straight out or can they be bent you can be bent okay like you can just squeeze but that's what kids do when they have to pee is they squeeze their knees together this has been so educational you guys like i I feel like i'm gonna be a new woman six weeks from now so hopefully i'll report back in in a future episode yeah let us know (laughs) i will well i'll know before you'll know before then because i'll text you and be like oh my god i went three hours and i didn't have to pee yeah you're like yes (laughs) i mean peeing for women it takes so much of our time right it does i mean you go through a lot of toilet paper so so tell me about tell me a little we're gonna wrap it up here in just a second but tell me a little bit about the 22nd thing that just means that is a full bladder of, of urine. So, and at, like on average, a grown woman should pee for 20 seconds with that a solid is stream. Bananas, because I know that that's not I'm gonna, what I'm going to like admit, I don't, during the day, I don't do that. Like, because I. Which surprises me because you two fist all day long with drinks. <laughs> Y'all, listen, I love her. She's one of my favorite people, but it's one of the oddest things I've ever seen. She drinks tea and water at the same time all day, every day. 
all day, every day. It's and even on Sundays. Even on Sundays. But it's, it's half sweet, half unsweet tea, people. Right. I'm weaning. <laughs> oh, I, I'm not asking you to defend it. I mean, I used to drink Dr. Pepper. Like See, I used to drink just water yeah. all the time, every day. And then and I would and then I weaned myself off soda like ten years ago. Me too. We never too. had it at home, but I'd get it out. But we never had it when I was a kid. So when I was older, I was like, I'm drinking Dr. Pepper every day. Yeah. Well, we had Which it like for special occasions. We would get it like when sure. a friend spent the night, we could pick out a bag of chips and a soda. Yeah. Um, pop, Coke, pop. whatever you want to call it. But Coke. Um, they were all Cokes at my but, house. So tea is my um, half sweet, half unsweet tea. It's not super sweet, but I can't drink it unsweet. Although I'm hoping to get there one day. God willing, please give me the strength. But like, the caffeine doesn't bother you? No. See, that's bananas. I cannot drink. it doesn't have that much caffeine. It actually does. That's a myth. So being my research queen, go home and research that. I have. It's not nearly as much as coffee. So if you're drinking like a full octane tea, which maybe. Black tea. Yeah. yeah. It's. Do you use one or two tea bags though? I always use two. <laughs> Excuse me. When I when I make it at home, I use like eight, but that's for a big like pitcher. So two. I don't tea- make a cup. I don't ever make it a cup at a time. My God, I'd be doing that all day, woman. <laughs> right. I know. I know because you drink talk it about big, peeing all day in the big tumblers. Okay, but if you use two tea bags of like a, a good strong black tea, that's as much caffeine as a regular cup of coffee. It's the same. Okay. Now, if I I don't like hot tea, I'm not from england okay okay so let's just get it straight i'm from okay. the south we drink it iced you drink it iced and, and we sweet. drink it with some sweet like i've lived sweet. in other parts of the country and they haven't had sweet tea and i'm like how do you people survive i really want to bring sweet tea to the masses you should i'm like come on people we get should on board. i mean it's it's insane yeah um but, yeah so but i drink as much water as tea or more water because i always try to you know like i'm just surprised that the caffeine doesn't doesn't no doesn't affect me Caffeine just, it, it, it doubles the issue for no, me. No, I'm like, <laughs> uh, but I mean, I don't drink coffee. I don't drink soda. I don't drink coffee either. And Maybe that's what it is because you are you drinking. You don't drink coffee and you just had coffee. <laughs> I know. It's, I had to. I had to rev up. It's later in the day and I am usually not functioning with my brain Yeah. at full capacity at 7 o'clock at night. So, um, all right. So, that wraps up our issue. Yes. Why do I sneeze when I pee? No. Um, you don't sneeze when you pee. You pee I, when you sneeze. Oh, why do I pee when I... <laughs> yeah, why do I sneeze when I pee? That would be really crazy if you sneezed every time Wouldn't you peed. It? We'd be sneezing a lot. That'd be very inconvenient. Okay, yeah. Or why do I, why do I pee when I jump on a trip? Thank you. See, my brain is shutting off too. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so Google Roll for Control. Um, we'll post some resources in our show notes. Yes, try it. Like, be consistent. Don't just give up after three nights because it hasn't worked. Because it's not It's not a quick, it's not going to, it's, it's like, just like going it's to like the gym. building a muscle. You're not going to go one time. You're not going to lift one weight and you're like buff. I mean, hey, if that was the case, right, exactly. sign me up. Exactly. So. All right, guys. Thanks for hanging out today. Um, come back and hang out with us next week. We're going to talk about designer vaginas. Yeah. <laughs> Find us on the socials. Um, Midlife State of Mind podcast on Facebook, Instagram, Midlife State of Mind podcast at gmail.com. Email us. Um, subscribe, like the show, leave a review, share it with your friends that you know need a good laugh, but also a little education. 
Right. Share right. share it with your your sisters, brothers, and mom and them. Yeah, <laughs> mom and them. All right. Thank we'll you guys. We love you. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.